Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Seven Deadly Sinners early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today, using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, weirdos. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And I'm Spencer Henry. And this is Morbid slash cult leader all in one place, all at the same time. Because because that, because that exact reason. (laughs) (laughs) No, so basically we wanted to have Spencer on the show today, number one, because he's just like really fun to hang out with, and number two, because we want to have people go listen to Spencer's show, Cult Leader, because we think it rocks. It's on Morbid Network, so why aren't you listening to it if you're not? Yeah, this is just a little way to get you guys to like get to know the hosts of all our network shows so you can hear them in their natural elements and you can be like wow i love that person let's go listen to all their episodes basically we just want you to have something new to binge and we want you to love our family as much as we love our morbid family and we know you will yeah so we we (laughs) gathered some questions for our boy s henry today i can't believe i didn't put a lifetime question in there what the hell was i thinking Maybe I'll, I'll throw you one on the it's spot. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> it's never too late. First, Spencer, thank you so much for coming and doing this with us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that we actually get to like sit and do this. We've talked, obviously, a lot. We talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're on air, which is probably a good thing. I know. Finally. It's all let, all roads have led to this. It's all happening, as Sheena Shea would say. <laughs> And someday it'll all happen in some, like, spooky place like Salem. Like a cemetery. Yeah. Honestly, it needs to happen. It It needs to happen. We need to. Yes. pandemic. Let's get rid of the Rona, and then we can all do this. We just need to vibe. We do. So we'll start this out with a a pretty, I think, I think a good question. The name cult leader, it makes so much sense, but you spell it L-I-T-E-R. So I have to ask, yeah. where did the name cult leader come from? I like how I said that. Like, I don't know if you know this, but you spell it <laughs> like a leader of cult. <laughs> so it's actually funny. It is very like a cult, like like a real life cult like fashion. It was like very prophetic. It just came to me at once, the logo and the name in itself. And if you look at the logo, it obviously makes sense because it's like a two liter bottle or whatever. Exactly. Right. I just like have this random image of it. So 
There it is. It just came to you in a dream. It came to me in a Okay, so here's what happened. I went in my closet portal. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell us more, as we all do. Closet <laughs> portal. It just came to me. Someone spoke to me and said, listen, this is this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Someone was like, welcome to your closet portal. We have um, a message. I am your leader, <laughs> and you should spell leader with a T. Because exactly. who doesn't love soda? I Dentist, love soda. That's who. <laughs> so, <laughs> it kind of makes sense, too, because... First of all, Cult Leader obviously makes so much. It's such a brilliant name for a podcast, in my opinion, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I want to listen to that. Like, (laughs) boom. And then also when you think about like the it almost has a connotation with like the Jonestown thing, Mm -hmm. like drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it all kind of like it makes you think of it immediately. And it's. I don't know why, it's but just, it does. It's just art. Yeah. It's just art, damn it. Art. Kidding. Okay. <laughs> it's called branding. It's called branding. Ever heard of it? Hello. You should try it. <laughs> Hello. Well, you did it great. You did. Because I'm sucked in. <laughs> and then, obviously, with a name like Cult Leader, your show focuses a lot on cults, but it definitely doesn't show, focus only on cults. But was there like a show, a book, something you, some case you saw that made you really start this interest in cults? I mean, I've always been like this and it's actually funny. So I was listening to uh, the episode you guys recently did with Rachel and you were you were talking about her concept and everything. And she was like talking about why why she focuses primarily on the people that she focuses on and she's like because otherwise every other week it'd be a, a haunted place oh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. and i'm like that's exactly what i do and i'm like is that why my brain is the way that it is that's <laughs> what we it. do too so we get that we do too <laughs> well, it's there hasn't been one thing in particular but i the whole concept of cult leader actually came i was sitting at home obviously and i was watching <laughs> heaven's gate like a docu-series on heaven's gate and i the scariest was like i need to talk to more people about this and this was pre-cult leader and so i put it on my instagram stories and i was like oh my god you guys can we talk about how weird Heaven's Gate is i had like like no followers at the time or anything but we started a, a lot of people were like messaging me back and forth and we started talking about it and then that turned into like a regular series that I was doing on my Instagram stories every week talking about a different cult or crime or murder, basically whatever I was watching. And then somehow it just turned into this. I love that. You're like a social media guru. (laughs) That's such a good organic way for it to happen. No, it really is. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, I like talking about this. And then I, I remember I like put up a poll. I'm like, should I do YouTube or a podcast or whatever? And I think actually more people said YouTube. I was going to say, they always (laughs) want you to go to YouTube. I cannot look at myself. No. Same. It's it's painful enough having to edit hearing your voice. Oh, yes. That's why I don't edit. Yeah. It's Uh, just Elena. Yeah, it's literally. And sometimes I'll play her voice for it. Like, I'll just play her voice really loudly. And she's like, stop it. I scream. (laughs) I like get pissed off. I'm like, I don't need to hear myself because in my mind, I don't sound like that. No, I I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the draw is. It's just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when it comes to YouTube, I give YouTubers so much credit because I'm like, you have to get totally done up 
just to, to do an episode like no i do an episode in my pajamas like, like do you see I, us right now yeah like <laughs> i'm like i couldn't do that every day no. like no. i give a lot of credit elegant gowns yes <laughs> you guys can't see. they're wearing elegant gowns i'm in a tuxedo so we are youtube ready <laughs> we are but we choose not to put ourselves but we don't want to make people feel bad well that's the thing you can't you can't put um, that on people yeah we don't want to force that kind of aesthetic on everybody else <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me move my my crinoline gown and get comfortable <laughs> So do you, so do you, I'm actually wearing an old man sweater right now. Yes, My favorite old man sweater. (laughs) But do you have a favorite cult or cult leader? Like one that you love to talk about that you could literally just do like a hundred episodes on? And is it Charlie Manson? (laughs) I mean, he's such a good one. I feel like that case is definitely one of the cases that got me into true crime in general. I remember... I was down in Palm Springs with my family for a weekend and they had this book there that was like called Hollywood Tragedy or something. Amazing. <laughs> that would draw me in. Yeah. Little and I read about Sharon Tate and it <laughs> talked about her murder and I was like, oh fuck, like I don't know if I'm supposed to be reading this, but also I need to read more about this. Yes. Uh, but I, also, I'm obsessed with Heaven's Gate. It's like a tried and true. It is. It's so weird. I think it's weird that the website's still there. I think it's weird that there's followers that still exist to this. Yes. That's what gets me about Heaven's Gate. Yes. I'm like, y'all are still doing this? <laughs> like, you're still subscribing to that way of life? Well, just the videos alone are terrifying. They're like farewell videos and everything. Oh, and horrifying. Marshall Applewhite, who was so crazy. And his actually... A, a relative of his, like I think it was like her great uncle or something, reached out to me recently, and she had these letters, pictures of letters that uh, he had written her father or something. What? Out there, but I was like, oh, that's so that is creepy. so crazy. And it's just the photos from that one, like the photos of the shoes under the blankets. It's just like, the, isn't it Nikes? It's Nike, yeah. the purple cloak, and then they each had like some weird dollar amount, like five dollars, yeah, five cents, something that they kept with them. Oh, it's so just strange. so strange. It's the spookiest. Like crime scene photos can get gnarly, and those are obviously not like graphic, but they're so spooky. Like oh, they do a recreation of it at the Museum of Death. Oh, and it's. So creepy. <laughs> yeah, that would send chills down my spine for sure. I also need to go to that museum. There are so many things uh, in California that we need to go to. I need to go. We're moving in. <laughs> we'll wear our our Nikes and our purple clothes. Yeah, I literally am wearing my Nikes today. Yep, in Shoes. honor of this. <laughs> she was ready. She was ready. I came prepared. You did. You always do. Uh, so also, what? So is there an upcoming episode that you're like particularly excited about just to, to get everybody, everybody's senses tingling? Yes. And that is a case that's actually in, it's from Long Beach and it's ongoing right now. But this kid, Zach Kennedy, he was a guy in his 20s, uh, disappeared and his body was found, I think it was last year or the year before, in this other guy's backyard, Scott Leo. And it's just a big fucking mess right now because I was actually reading an article 
that came out, I think last night or maybe the day before. And they were talking about how the guy who buried his remains on his property just got his bail lowered to $100,000. What the fuck? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> they removed the murder charge. So it's what? this big, being confusing case that I'm like trying to pick apart right now in my head. It's oh. like keeping you up at night? Yeah, it's been keeping me up for like two years. I... I've been to the I've been to the house where it happened, and I spoke with one of the neighbors uh, when it was still all really. Oh wow! So I have a lot of uh, interesting input. Oh, I'm excited for this now. I know. I feel. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't think I know that one. I haven't heard of this at all. It's a it's a good one. Oh, now I'm excited. Now I'm gonna go into a hole. I know. I'm going to fall into an look, article. Look hole. what you did. Come on, Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, man. <laughs> Edit this out. I'm like, yeah, I think this is. <laughs> I'm just editing it. I'm like, we're doing that next. <laughs> Imagine. The worst. Morbid's next ever. episode. <laughs> Stolen from Spencer Henry. Original idea by Elena and Ash at the same time. Spencer Henry had nothing to do with it. TM. Neighbor. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, I'm excited for that one. I know. It'll be a good one. I'm excited to hear about it. So I guess we have to wait for that to come out before we can hear anything else, because now I am I want there to be like full suspense. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I think the next question we have for you is other than this person that you're going to cover, this whole case that you're going to cover, like so with the previous cases that you've covered, who do you think kept it the most weird? It's like picking children. Truly oh. is. Yeah, <laughs> this is a real Sophie's choice. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's a toss up for me between the Enfield poltergeist I did an episode on recently. Such um, a good one. That is a good one. Family from the UK because it inspired The Conjuring too, and I love the whole Conjuring universe. Like the, all the me too. It's fun. And I'm such an Ed and Lorraine Warren stan. Oh yeah. Okay, wait, do you want to hear something crazy? Let me just totally interrupt the shit out of you. <laughs> My best friend who lives in Colorado got this new roommate, and Ed and Lorraine were her babysitters when she was younger. The coolest babysitters ever. And my friend just texted me that one day with, like, no preface whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? Isn't that crazy? Imagine. Oh, coolest like babysitters. That. Like, how does that person not have a podcast right that's what i said i was like can she be on sometime the education that kid received is like nothing you could ever pay for like what yeah i wonder if they like kept it normal or they like her (gasps) bedtime stories were (laughs) (laughs) they sat down on the bed and were like okay go to sleep and don't mind that little girl standing in the corner (laughs) you can't say it we can sweetheart (laughs) this is annabelle she's gonna play with you this week (laughs) She's stuck between realms. Um, <laughs> but it's cool. Just don't bring it up. Yeah, she's She'll going through fine. a tough time. Don't mention it. A tough time in space and time. No, but that was a full <laughs> interruption. So go ahead. Who who else kept it the most weird? We're talking about. Well, okay. You know, one case that always just fucks me up is Armin Mives. Oh, I know that one. I don't think I do know that one. I'm uh, embarrassed. I didn't it's called cyber cannibal i think it's like yep 49 i think i talked about it somewhat recently so gross but he was a cannibal 
but with willing participants. Like consensual. Oh, I know about this. Okay, okay. So it's kind of like one of those weird situations. And I like that. I like when things have those weird connotations of like, well, technically the person yes. wanted it. Yep. It's just one of those cases that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, hmm. That, that makes you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> and those ones are always the ones that start like huge discussions too. Right, Which right. I love. Like, I is love that okay? when it's like, no one can agree <laughs> on what the, re- like, is it okay? Is it not okay? Because there was consent, but can you really consent to that? Yeah, like, how do we all feel about this? Eey. Wild. It's so wild. Well, I'm now I need to go back and listen to that one again because I love that case. It's so weird and fucked up. And all of you guys should too. Go listen to that episode. What'd you say? 49? Yeah, I think it's 49. It's called Cyber Cannibal. Cyber Cannibal. That's oh, such a good band name. Online. Yeah, that, like that was what it was. The good online days back in like AIM days. Like we're not talking about oh, yeah. Instagram. Nope. Talking about Twitter. We're talking about good old AIM, which I'm sure we all the glory days probably could have been taken at some point. Oh, I should have been taken many times. Oh, we're all lucky that Ash is still here with us. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. Reckless. I I was just saying, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, my name. Here's where I live. (laughs) Yes. Everybody, you do the like ASL. Age, sex, location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tell everybody everything and about lie you. about your age. Be like, I'm actually 18. I'm yeah, totally down 18. to party. Let's get it. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm, I'm 13. My balls haven't even dropped. Yet, so I'm, I'm like, so I don't even know how to apply makeup yet. But yeah, I'm 18 for Here sure. Here I am. Those are the days of like Rotten.com, where oh, like God. you would look at it and you'd be like, I shouldn't look at this, but you did look I at it. I remember you looking at Rotten.com being like, wanna look? And I'd be like, no, you asshole. Then I was like, do it anyway. Look at it. <laughs> and then I, I became stop. a weirdo. Hey, it worked out for you in the end. It, it did. It definitely <laughs> did. No regrets. I saw this meme that was like, back in my day, like we talked to strangers in internet chat rooms and watched people get beheaded online. <laughs> It's, it's the truth. That's why we have like a thick skin. This, these Gen Zs don't know what it's about. They just our don't know. By walking through the grocery store with our parents and seeing pictures of John Bonet fucking everywhere in the 90s. On every magazine. Yep. Where a lot of this stems from is just like this morbid. Plug. It's so true. The Jean Benet case will forever be my number one that needs. I know what happened. That's the thing. That's but why I need I... somebody to admit what confirm <laughs> and stop denying. Yeah. I'm almost just sick of it at this point with Jean Benet, like, which sounds awful. <laughs> I'm sick of your tragic, shit. <laughs> tragic but listen, figure it out, okay? Well, All that's right, the I'm thing. I'm like, right. it's there. Like, it's there. It's there. It's I'm not going to say what's there, but it's there. It's right. There's a lot I just sitting need, right there. I need someone to kick it and admit it on the deathbed or something. Like, I need someone to tell me, like, yeah, you're right. That's all I need. I just need, like, a wink and a nod to me. Like, Elena, you got it. Ding, you ding, know? ding. <laughs> like, that's all I need. The call is coming from inside the house. 
Yes. Uh 100%. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Just read between those lines. Yeah. I think we all know. Well, everybody, I think you need to go listen to episode 49. And I also think you need to listen to the upcoming 100th episode. Yes. Of Cult Leader with Spencer Henry. We love Spencer. You love Spencer. Spencer loves Moida. (laughs) We love Boyda and we'll all be together one day. Well, let me ask you, what's your, do you guys have a favorite Lifetime movie? Oh, oh yeah. I, what, I was like, we have to do the Lifetime. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay, so let me go first because I grew up with a mom that loved Lifetime and neglected me, so I also love Lifetime. <laughs> I would have to say it's a toss-up between the Betty Broderick, because there I think mm. there was two Betty Broderick movies, and My when they... Just watched that one the other day and then she went and she's like I listened to your episode and she like can't handle scary stuff but she's like I went and I listened to your episode on Betty Broderick after it's so good I watched that before our our episode on Betty Mm -hmm. Broderick and then it's a toss up between that one and the one that they did I can't remember what it's called it might even be Long Island Lolita but the movie that they did with uh, her about Joey Buttafuoco Buttafuoco and um what's her name Amy Amy Fisher Amy Fisher yeah I think there was one wasn't there one that was kind of based loose? It was based off the Skylar Niece case. Oh, I don't know. It was, was like there? more recently, I think. There was one that was like in that same vein. But I can never remember the name of these movies. There's ever. a Lifetime movie about essentially everything. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have top two. Okay. And one is... My number one is Death of a Cheerleader. Oh, oh. that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I just fucking love it. And I mean, Tori Spelling. Oh my God, I forgot. You can't go wrong. Iconic actress. You just brought me right back. Oh my God, we were just that. talking about Tori Spelling we the were. other day. Did you guys know she fell on a hibachi grill once at like a Benihana and then tried to sue the restaurant? You know, that makes a lot of sense to That's be a piece of information that I feel you just gifted us <laughs> and you didn't have to. Yeah. But I feel so grateful for it. <laughs> I wanted to bring you something you really brought a gift that's what it was <laughs> i love that you just like kept that in your pocket yeah. till the end <laughs> you buried the lead one. <laughs> and then my other favorite one is love you to death which is the their version of the gypsy rose blank oh my god yes i haven't watched that one yet is it good i haven't seen that one but i've heard things <laughs> no none of them are good <laughs> i was gonna say but is it good in the way where it's not good oh the wigs are Yes! I love a good wig! It's the most ridiculous retelling of a story that I have ever seen. 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay, perfect. I'm watching that. Because that story, I mean... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, Joe. Trying to make that like theatrical or cinematic is, is tough because on its own. I was going to say more than it it's all is. Yeah, it's all got it. <laughs> Insane. Oh, man. So, yeah. We gave you a lot of stuff to do, I was going to say, we gave you guys a lot of homework. So go check out those Lifetime movies. For real. (laughs) I love that we figured out a way to put that in there. And by we, I mean you. (laughs) Like, like, you don't even have to listen to me. Just go watch the fucking Lifetime movies. I need you to see them. You need to see them. Yeah. It's important. You'll be a better person afterwards. You will. Well, Spencer, thank you so much. This was so amazing. And someday we're going to sit at a dinner table together. It's going to be beautiful. The best thing ever. Thank you guys for having me. Anytime. It's (laughs) an open invitation for you two. It was an honor and a privilege.
All right. Well, do you want to, why don't you plug where we can find you? Where can you find me, you ask? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Coleader Podcast at Spencer Henry. And then you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite pods. Yeah. Anywhere. And then enjoy this little snippet of a chosen episode so you can listen to it and be like whoa i love this i need to finish it and go over to spencer's feed and see all the wonderful gifts he has for you on there insert episode here (laughs) our story takes place in nanup western australia a small town whose name means a stopping place with a population of just around 600 people give or take it's a very simple life here the town boasts a main street with a few cafes and the nanup hotel Cattle farms in the area seemed to dominate the local economy. For the Codwell family, it was the perfect place to call home when they moved there to a small blue farmhouse in 2003. The family consisted of Simon Codwell, his wife Chantel, who was 18 years his junior, and their daughter that was born in 2001, Leela. Also living in the home was friend of the couple, Tony Popich. We'll get more into the inner workings of the family dynamic a little bit later on. Upon moving to the town of Nanup, Chantel assimilated quickly. She was very involved in the community, teaching swimming classes, and eventually she picked up shifts at a fish and chips bar in a local hotel in town called the Nanup Hotel. The family friend Tony also got a job fairly quickly after the move, working at the local hardware store. According to his manager at the time, Tony related easily to people and always kept busy, and he was an excellent employee, a real nice guy. While Chantel was out and about starting a life, her husband Simon was much more introverted. He would stay up all night online, and he would sleep in late. Raise your hand if you also are the same. He was a private person, and to be honest, was not thrilled with how chatty his wife was with the other people in the town. Simon was controlling and bizarre. His behavior was off. Friends and family reported that his behavior was even sometimes outrageous. Chantel's own parents, Jim and Kathy McDougall, weren't thrilled necessarily with their daughter's marriage to Simon. At first, they were like, you know, he was nice enough, but the more that they met him, the more they questioned his quirks. I read somewhere that I think the parents, the first time they actually met Simon, wasn't until shortly after they gave birth to Leela, so... The couple had been together for a bit before the parents met him. And it was nothing to do with the age difference necessarily. It was more just the things that she would tell them. Simon has radical beliefs, Chantel would tell them. He's going to change the world. Like, ladies, listen, if your man says he's going to change the world, you better fucking get out of there. Run. Based on based on our experience here at Cult Leader, you want to know whose world he's going to change? Yours. Because now you're with some dude that thinks he's on this higher level. You're going to end up in a closet portal or you're going to end up six feet under. When they would visit their daughter and granddaughter, they saw his controlling behavior firsthand. Even something as simple as taking a family picture was met with some drama or angst. Jim, Chantel's father, recalled having to secretly take pictures of Chantel and Leela. Sometimes Simon would be in them too, but he had no idea they were being photographed. He was not about it. Never wanted to be in any of the family pictures. They just found Simon off-putting, and he would say weird shit to them like, your daughter's from a different planet. Do you know that? Like, a common theme we're gonna see 
throughout the day. Throughout their time living in Nanup, Simon would periodically become more and more controlling, and sometimes he'd even wait outside the hotel or restaurant where Chantal was working and observe her to make sure that she wasn't talking to people too much. A friend of Chantal's, Amanda, pointed out that their relationship was always Simon first, and she meant it quite literally. When the family was out and about, Chantal never walked next to Simon and never walked ahead of him, just always stayed a few paces behind, which is disgusting. I feel like that just gives us a pretty good picture of what their life in Nanup was like, so I want to go to 2007 because we have some major stuff about to unfold. They're living in this farmhouse, right? Well, one day electricians arrived at the farmhouse that they were renting and began setting up a transformer on a power pole that sat out front of the home, and Simon just runs out there losing his shit. He runs out of the house and is like, what are you doing? Why are you putting that up there? The electrical interference is just gonna, it's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill all of us. Apparently so bewildered and upset that he began breaking out in hives. I watched an interview with the electrician and he was just standing there like, uh, yeah, so this is what happened. You could tell he was uncomfortable because I mean, who wouldn't be? But I'm getting very much like 5G QAnon vibes here from Simon. The electricians ended up finishing their job, they put up the transformer, and they leave, and they're like, you know, sorry dude, it is what it is. Three months after the transformer is installed, Simon, 45, Chantel, 27, six-year-old Leela, and 40-year-old Tony vanish out of thin air. And this is where our story really begins. Friends and family were bewildered. The whole thing was so bizarre. They knew Simon had some strange beliefs and almost otherworldly ones, but this was by far the strangest thing any of them had seen from the couple. Shortly before they disappeared, Chantel had phoned her parents and excitedly told them, We're moving to Brazil. Simon's there already. Leela and I will be joining him there. Jim and Kathy say that their daughter seemed enthusiastic about the move, and Kathy asks the obvious questions, you know, why Brazil? And Chantel tells her she's going to help people. There's people in the Amazon they can help, and there's also people there that have the same ideology and beliefs as them. It was the last time they ever heard from their daughter. And poof, she's gone. The house was left as if they were just gone for the day. Nothing out of place, just a letter pinned to the front door from Chantel addressing the landowners. To Beth and Lyndon, we've left suddenly due to lack of sleep from the electromagnetic field. We've moved overseas to Brazil. Though Jim and Kathy were a little perplexed about their daughter's sudden move after her phone call, they weren't completely shocked. I mean, she'd moved with Simon several times, she definitely went to the beat of her own drum, and they knew that she also shared some of his more intense beliefs. But after eight weeks of no contact, they started to get the feeling like something wasn't right, so they go to the authorities and report Chantel and Leela as missing. It was only when police launched their investigation that they started to discover some alarming news. It was an investigation that left them with more questions than answers. Authorities first went to immigration where they learned that none of the family members or Tony Popich had left the country. Not by aircraft, not by boat, nothing matching their description. And then an even more shocking twist. Simon Cadwell? He's not who he seems to be. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Seven Deadly Sinners early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondry Plus in Apple Podcasts. And before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondry.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. 
because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story, and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.